0: Stretch out like a great big river Wait on and let's swim together And lines are blurred, the infinity of choice Entering the temporal void Consciousness the one
1: centralized Maybe in death we will be reconciled to come
2: it doesn't show, it'll go away. It's just a passing phase, it'll go away. things on yellow pads And so, so no one knows what you just said but when you're all alone you and your head what's the computer say it's lonely now it says it's a joke it's filled it out and you've got a You
0: From desolate, uh, you know what? Blah blah blah. 1982, not play it by year, y'all. I don't got time. I've got time for the whole spiel. I have too much content, y'all. i This is a jam-packed show tonight. I'm a poor planner. I just want to get y'all out of here at a reasonable hour. I got too much going on. Got an interview coming up. I made a new friend last week. She's a time astronaut like me. She'll be on the show, I think, later, unless. She knows shows, I guess, but hey, that means no time for football, no time for lost chapters in history. Although 1982, E.T. did come out, so use your imagination there. Uh I will do a discussion topic, however. I want to I establish one up top here. What's something that y'all have only done one time? What's something you've only done one time? This may... This may have some bearing on a block of music I have planned later for tonight, and it might even be a hint at an interview that's on the books for, a little, for later on tonight. Uh, my answer, I beat the game Bop It. You remember Bop It, Twisted Poet? You get far enough, it plays a little fanfare. Only ever heard it one time, though. When I Beat Bop It. Hey, our first block of music tonight, I could not be more excited about. This is the Boogie block. Boogie, when disco kind of went under, Boogie took over. It's a lot like disco kind of, but instead of that four on the floor, they, they keep things a bit more shuffly. Uh, these grooves are legit. These grooves are high-powered, and I hope y'all will enjoy the Boogie block to take us into 1982 night. I'm playing by year with me, Duff. Dixon. Your 1982 night, I got to tell y'all, th- maybe this is like a glimpse into my own idiosyncrasies as a music listener, but that might have been one of my favorite blocks we've done on the show so far. I was feeling it in my whole dang body. What'd you just listen to? You heard You're the One for Me by D Train, and before that, Love Come Down by Evelyn King, and She Can't Love You by Shamiz. And we began that block with A Night to Remember by Shalimar. Hey, we got a caller on the line right now. I Want to remind y'all uh, of our discussion topic for the night? What's something you've only done once? But let's see who's there and what they got to say. Caller, you're on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to?
3: Hi, Duff. This is Helen. Helen. Hi, Helen. Thanks Welcome. so much for having me.
0: Thank you for coming on. Play it by Year. It's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> always,
3: always a pleasure to hear yours as well, Duff.
0: What about? Is there anything for 1982 you're looking forward to? Are you kind of? Are you into 80s music or like? Did you get into the 80s revival? Thing when that was happening, like 80s-themed parties and like bar nights and whatnot?
3: I don't know. I mean, I was born in the 80s, in the middle of the 80s, so to me it's always seemed like a little bit pretentious to be into the 80s because it's not genuine memories, you know? It's not like genuinely feeling the vibe of my the hits that were... You know, when I was in middle school, it's more like pretending like I'm as cool as my oldest sister, which let's face it, I will never be. So
0: who nobody can beat an older sister level of coolness. You'll never, you just can't touch it. (laughs) I feel very similar. When I saw like nineties kids bragging about being nineties kids, I also felt sort of like, really, is that how you're going to stake your personality on that? Let me ask something. We got a discussion topic
3: tonight, Helen. What's something that you've only done one time? Well, I wanted to tell you that one thing I have done only one time and will never do again is that I traveled all the way around the world to pursue a love interest. And
0: that, So romantic. What?
3: <laughs> Thank you. What in the yes. grand
0: gesture? What was going on there?
3: <laughs> well, I actually met him while I was abroad. I had traveled to India, and um, we were on a uh, hiking trip through the Himalayas. And he was technically my teacher. We were the same age. But I was doing this uh, outdoor survival school. And so he was one of my mentors, teachers. But I basically fell in love with him. We fell in love with each other hiking through the Himalayas for 28 days straight. And so we just hiked. Wow. Through the Himalayas. Hiked up them. some really, really old stairs, basically. Because there's stairs through the Himalayas. These uh, stone stairs that people laid out a thousand 2,000 years ago, and we fell in love, but we had to keep it really professional, so we were just excited to be together every day and talk about ideas.
0: Man, what a a backdrop.
3: Thank you. Yeah, a raging river, flowing... You know, it's it's raining sometimes, it's sunny yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly what I'm
0: picturing. I see it in my head like a movie. <laughs> so
3: it was only after the trip, after we got back and we were in New Delhi, that we met up for coffee and basically, you know, confessed our feelings for each other and made out for several hours straight But I was on my way back to the airport that day to return to the United States. Oh, this is so cinematic. And I said, you know, I'm going to come back and we're going to reconnect in about six months. And I was listening to that song a lot by uh, Reckless Eric. That uh, just you're in love. You want to travel the world find your one true love oh, that, and they're out there they'd go so far i'd go the whole wide world i know that
0: song that's whole wide world i know that song exactly hang on i'm gonna hang on i'm gonna put it this is so romantic i'm gonna put it underneath <laughs> the, all right i'm i'm rolling it right now you probably can't hear it over scott but it's here in the background just just kind of set in the mood
3: <laughs> imagine then i return from 24 hours of travel from the literal other side of the planet and I came back and I just told everybody who would listen. I mean, I told my neighbors on the plane, right, about how in love I was with this person. And I was going to come back because we had this beautiful connection. And we would talk. We mostly wrote emails. And I would write these really long emails and all these thoughts I had and and how I felt connected to our love as though it had existed before our lifetimes. I had a lot of time to write emails and he didn't have a lot of time. He's an outdoor hiking wilderness survival instructor. He would get into internet cafes for just a moment. So I'd write these really lengthy emails. And he would write back really to the point, laconic Emails, maybe a link to a teaching, Ooh, a yeah. magazine, a video on YouTube.
0: That to me, that sounds like there's an asymmetrical <laughs> dynamic. Well, you're starting here, starting,
3: I never really got a lot from him in terms of his lengthy thoughts on where our relationship was or where it would be. But he did invite me to come to a month long retreat at a Buddhist monastery in uh in nepal and i went to nepal i remember when i arrived in nepal it said uh as for my visa it's like what is the purpose of your visit and i i wrote pilgrimage (laughs) and it was (laughs) i grew up religious i grew up in an organized religion and after i left that it was there was a big void in my soul that i really was hoping i could fill with buddhism and i found that I was disappointed by how dogmatic that particular retreat was, that particular sect was
0: more of the same
3: that, you know, they, they didn't want people to masturbate. Uh, if they were committed to the religion, they didn't want people to have homosexual relationships.
0: It's all the same stuff, man, same stuff, different name.
3: Exactly. And so I, I was really disappointed with that sort of a lack of a religious experience and to be honest, in those six months since I had been in India, I had fallen in love with somebody else.
0: <laughs> oh man, it just—it all fall, it fell off the wheels, man.
3: And uh, I just started to realize that the answer to everything that I had been seeking for these years since I'd left the church uh, were really the answers were within me. You know that I wasn't going to find peace by traveling to Nepal. And I wasn't going to find love by traveling to India. Um, that that peace and love had existed inside me.
0: Dang that that third eye truly <laughs> opened up, Helen. Would you? Here, I got two questions. Okay. My first question is: Would you do it again? Would you? Would you go on a crazy adventure because you felt that you might have found your soulmate again? Would that ever happen?
3: I. Just can't believe that I would ever do that. I mean, I think the problem with that story and the problem with that song, in fact, is that there isn't one person in the world for you
0: Se- second question, second question. Oh, sure. I got one more question before I, before I let you go. A little bit left the field here. y'all met in an outdoor survival class. Are you good at like just spotting what around is edible and what's poison? Is that something you learned?
3: Uh, well, you know, that was in Asia. So, what I learned in that class would not be particularly useful here. I will say my biggest tip for outdoor survival is if you're ever lost in the woods, find water and follow it downstream. That's your fastest way to find civilization. Oh, yeah. Eventually,
0: you'll find somebody but
3: i can't i can't promise that at the end of the water your soulmate will be there but you will find (laughs) civilization and you will find rescuing you
0: might find a little cabin with some sundries in it helen i appreciate you calling Mm -hmm. in that was a good conversation man we traveled all over the globe is that something you do would you would you fly for far because you believe that you've found somebody that important i'd like to imagine that at some point in our lives we all might Maybe as we get older and cynicism sets in, we might move away from those kinds of flights of fancy. But it's something we should not necessarily let go of. I got another block of music for y'all, the New Romantic block. Now, New Romantic, that's like a niche of synth pop and uh, new wave. And it's kind of like, it's very lush, first of all, the sound of it. It's really probably the most defining characteristic of 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 new romantic music is the fashion because they really went all out, y'all. They like, you know, accessories and gothic things and you know glam things. Picture boy George from the from Culture Club and you get an idea of the new romantic fashion. Let's listen to some of that music though here on 1982 night with me, Duff Dixon.
4: Now the party's over
1: I'm so tired Then I see you coming Out of nowhere Much communication In emotion Without conversation Or a notion Alone. When the camera takes you out of nowhere, when the background fading out of focus, as yes,
4: the picture changing.
1: Every moment
4: And your destination
2: You don't know where
0: tonight play it by year. the new romantic block you just heard save a prayer by duran duran before that hymn by ultravox and all of my heart by abc and we began that block with avalon by roxy music the fashion was so confrontational and yet the music was so tame and approachable i wonder why that was
5: sorry was that a rhetorical question Am I supposed to answer? Uh, y- y-
0: y'all, y'all, of course, remember Colleen Claxton. Like me, she is a retired time astronaut. The only other one to have survived with a fully functioning brain. She uncovered a real bombshell. Somebody actually broke the recontinuator to make all us time travelers go crazy. Isn't that messed up? And now we're kind of teamed up. We're trying to find out who done it.
5: Can I request that you stop staring at me while you're talking to the audience? I find it quite unnerving.
0: All right. So what's up, Colleen? What's what's the plan here?
5: The million-pound question. Who wrote the code that broke the recontinuator? We have a murder weapon, but no suspect. Somehow, we have to dig through the code for clues about the identity of its author.
0: Okay. Uh, how are we going to do that?
5: Well, in computing, there's something called programming linguistics, a programming linguist is a person who studies the languages of computer code much in the same way that a real linguist would study English or Hebrew or Cantonese.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool.
5: Is it, though? I'll be honest, I I find the subject dreadfully boring and scientifically questionable, but we don't have many leads, so using linguistics to analyse the ...style of this code might be our only hope of cracking the case. Cool.
0: I mean, that's all Greek to me, but you're you're the computer whiz here. I'm sure you got everything under control.
5: Well, it is true that while I was at Oxford... did, Did I mention that I got my doctorate from Oxford University?
0: Yeah, buddy. It's come up.
5: Yes. So, at Oxford, where I went and received my doctorate... ...I only ever took one unit of linguistic theory. It's not one of my strong suits... However, my professor at the time, William Bosworth, has published a number of papers on the subject. Heck yeah, that sounds like a lead. Let's ring him up then. You got got like a phone number? I do. The thing is, Duff, I find reconnecting with old acquaintances to be rather tiring. The catching up, the reminiscing, ugh. So, I would like to propose that you place the call to William and I sort of stand by.
0: No. What? Colleen, I don't know a computer code from a hole in the ground. I wouldn't even know what I'm supposed to ask this feller.
5: Well, I could easily write down a short list of questions. You're being
0: ridiculous. No. Come on, let's just ask this dude together.
5: You're quite sure?
0: Colleen, it's a business call. It it don't got to turn into a college reunion.
5: Actually, in Great Britain, it's called university. College is something different. It's like prep school.
0: Don't care. Are we going to do this thing or not?
5: (sighs) I suppose. Let's get this over with.
6: Dr
0: Bosworth. Hey, Doc, this is Duff Dixon. Um, I'm calling because I'm doing, like, a, a, a private investigation into something, and I was hoping you might be able to help out with some uh, uh, computer code that I have.
6: All right, I have a free moment now. How can I help? Well, um,
7: uh, uh go. What?
5: Go, say something. Fine. <clears throat> Hello, William. Colleen Claxton, is that
6: you? Oh, dear. It is, isn't it? I knew this day would come. You finally dared to show your face again. How audacious. Have you spontaneously grown a conscience? Or perhaps at least a spine? But well, as my colleague was just explaining... Yes, your colleague. Let me ask him a question. Did she tell you? Tell you how she destroyed my career and ruined my life? A bit dramatic. Ooh, uh, no, sir. Of course she didn't. You see, Colleen was a former student of mine. She'd been struggling in my class all year. Debatable. And after a string of mediocre assignments, she failed her midterm examination. So what, pray tell, did she do? Redouble her dedication to her studies? Enlist a tutor? No. She went whinging to the dean. She wanted to convince him that linguistics were not a legitimate field of computer science. But are they, though? And she didn't stop there. Next, she accused me of being an impostor, unworthy of the great institution of Oxford. She dug up old papers of mine and picked through them for errors. She even conspired with one of my peers, someone who I believed to be a friend, to lie on her behalf that I had stolen his research. Wow. Well. Colleen, is this true? It's certainly his side of the story. And once her smear campaign against me had concluded, Oxford revoked my tenure, the Journal of Computer Science redacted all of my published work, and finally, my husband asked for a divorce. He said the shame was too great, and he couldn't bear to look me in the eye anymore.
0: Colleen!
5: William, if I may... Doctor Bosworth. Fine, Doctor Bosworth. Shouldn't we let bygones be bygones? After all, this was such a terribly long time ago. It hasn't even been three years. (laughs) Perhaps not for you. Listen, there's no denying that as a youth I was quite stubborn and temperamental. And I was also perhaps a bit undiplomatically outspoken when it came to my opinion of your work. But Doctor, I truly have grown and changed my perspective on... Time, especially, has been upheaved in a most profound way. I'm a far more patient woman now. I can gracefully sit through practically anything, even when it's as boring or useless or outright pseudoscientific as your class was.
6: Rubbish. You sabotaged an innocent, hardworking man because you were in denial about your own shortcomings. Gaze into the bitter mirror of truth, Colleen. You are hopelessly flawed and intellectually limited. Don't be absurd. Your mind is a flat and unimaginative place. At Oxford, you are nothing more than an overachieving parrot, memorizing and reciting and sucking up. Take that back, you liar. Gaze into the mirror and see the monster you have become.
0: Doc, I'm cutting in.
6: Stay out of this, Yankee.
0: No, 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 just just me and you, okay? Listen, that, that pain that you're carrying around, I can hear it, man. I can feel it, and... My heart right now, well, it's just sorer than a thumb in a hammer factory, believe me. But, Doc, this is a life-and-death call. What if I told you that the fate of the human race might be in your hands and that linguistic, computer, whatever, could save the world? I'm listening. I'm a simple dude. Here it is in simple terms. Somebody did a bad thing. We trying to undo it. We don't know who it was. And all we got to go on is code that they wrote. So can you take a look at that code and use your expertise to, like, look for clues about who might have
6: written it? You have my cooperation under two conditions. Shoot. One. Colleen must acknowledge that programming linguistics is one of, if not the most important field in computer science. (laughs) That's preposterous. Oh, very well, then. I wish you both good luck on your inquiry, but I must be going. Wait, no, wait.
5: Fine. Programming linguistics is one of the most important fields in computer science. If not the most important. If not the
6: most important. Very good. And secondly, you must admit that as a scientist, I am your superior. Never.
0: Colleen, god dang it.
5: Duff, please. He can't. You mustn't make me.
0: Colleen.
5: Dr. Bosworth, as a scientist, you are... Yes? My superior.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs>
6: you fools your mission is hopeless what you're describing is called forensic programming linguistics those people are like the flat earthers of the linguistic community At last year's convention, someone did a live reading of an old rejected paper on the subject. The entire auditorium was rolling in the aisles, howling with laughter.
0: Cool. Sounds like uh, you-had-to-be-there kind of thing.
5: The paper was complete nonsense, written by Howard Spalding, an actual lunatic. I see. Doctor, do you have any information as to the whereabouts of Mr. Spalding? Dead, I assume. Or in prison. Heavens, he'd been
6: in his 80s by now, and nobody's heard from him since he fled the country after being exposed as a cannibal. As him like like a, a, a cannibal cannibal? That's the pedigree of scientists you're looking for. Degenerates and psychotics. How pathetic. You fail again, Colleen, just like we're back at Oxford. It is your destiny to fail. I always suspected you would never amount to anything, but it's most delicious to have those suspicions confirmed. Good day to you both, and it truly is a good day.
5: Well, that was lovely.
0: Okay, uh, due diligence, I guess. Let's try to track down this Hannibal Lecter dude. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe he's still alive. Maybe he can help us out. We got to at least rule it out, obviously.
5: Yes, it sounds as though he spent some time in the criminal justice system. So I'll pull records and comb through a few databases. And meanwhile, you'll sit around here for another hour playing songs for your friends on the Internet, I presume?
0: Yes, ma'am. Colleen Claxon, ladies and gentlemen, always a pleasure. Okay, sharp left turn. Let's do a hardcore block. That's right, first wave, hardcore punk, United States. So get in the mosh pit and start shoving here on Play It By Your 1982 Night with me, Duff Dixon. <laughs> we 1982 night, play it by year. You just heard In a Free Land by Who's Could Before that, Wired, parentheses, Jerry's Kids by Violent Arrest and uh, Banned in DC by Bad Brains. And we began that block with Protest and Survive by Discharge. Folks, uh, I got a, I'm doing an interview today and I want to give y'all a little bit of background about what this is. If you've been listening for a while, you probably remember I, uh, I was not always a music fan. I used to be what you might describe as musically illiterate. Uh, But while I was being a time traveler, I had so much time to kind of pass, you know, that I started listening to podcasts. And one of the podcasts I started listening to was this podcast called One Hit Wonders of the World, where a couple of fellers would just kind of pick a one hit wonder, go through their background, what happened to them after their hit. I found it very interesting, and they did one on... On a song called Ring My Bell by Anita Ward and I remember something about that episode and that song it just kind of clicked with me and I thought I should go listen to some of this disco music and figure out what's going on. It was one of the first steps in my journey as a music fan and so it's a big deal for me for these gentlemen to come on the show today so please welcome to Play It By Year the Stenstrom and Trevor
8: Ickrath of One Hit Wonders of the World. boys, welcome to Play It By Year really happy to be here duff thank you so much for having us thank you for coming on the show uh thank you for you know be listening and you know yeah everything thank you so much and and uh uh, trevor say hi
9: hey duff how's it going good to talk to you again so thrilling to be here on your kooky little time traveling radio show are we are we traveling (laughs) through time right now
0: We're not. We're currently in the the year uh, 2020, and we we did do kind of a swap, didn't we? Because I came on One Hit Wonders of the World with y'all. It's true.
8: That episode is out right now. We did an episode on Zager and Evans in the year 2525. You know, because uh, you're the time travel expert. Yeah, I, I, it
0: was, it was, it was a little bit surreal and a little bit intimidating for me to come on. I got to admit,
9: this is a radio show, though, not a podcast, right?
0: Well, it's kind. Of, what is? What's the distinction, in your opinion, Trevor?
9: <laughs> Do people still listen to the radio?
0: we're not on terrestrial i'm not doing it like this isn't going out on shortwave or am or fm or anything like that this is on the internet so again the distinction is is somewhat meaningless trevor typically when i when i do this show y'all i i don't like to do the discussion question with somebody who i'm interviewing but on the, in this occasion i kind of picked the discussion question knowing that y'all were coming on the show it's like Great. thematically linked so i thought i would i would just kind of pose this to y'all uh what's something that that you've
8: only done one time ha i have an answer do you want me to answer trevor or do you have an answer
9: you can go first or i can go first whatever way you want to do it
8: one thing i've only done once uh and, and hopefully will not, uh, you know, only do once in my life. I'd like to do it again. Is uh, move uh, oh, across the country? Only do that once. Only did that. You moved all the way
9: across the country,
0: and then you stayed I, I, there, I assume, because it didn't happen again.
9: Oh wow, he just blew your answer <laughs> up. <huh? laughs> So you, you started, way you you,
0: just take me through it. You moved, you were on one side of country, you moved all the way across to the other <laughs> side of country, the end, now you're there. You know,
8: no. Some
9: actually I wouldn't would be like fair to say to... that you've moved across the country twice.
8: Hmm. Man.
0: I mean, if you went there and you came back, I I'm, I will agree with Trevor on this one.
8: Oh shit! I mean, the bath oh, just checks so out the way I see it. I, oh
0: jeez! This was a good. This was a perfect Maxon answer. Now I'd like to get a Trevor answer. What's uh, what's something you've only done one time, Trevor? Uh cocaine. <laughs> cocaine, <laughs> sure. Was it was it a not for me kind of a situation?
9: There's or? that. There's that slogan you frequently see uh, bandy around anti drug campaigns. Not even once. I, I prefer to go with the slightly more liberal exactly one time. Sure, only once.
8: <laughs> I prefer
0: the truncated once. Oh, I also, what a great movie, right? Uh, Trevor, I got a question for you. You host a, a number of music podcasts, and you DJ a very good radio show, and I, I consider you to be a man who's got a lot of insight and, and a deep knowledge when it comes to popular music and popular culture. Uh, i'd like I'd like to tap into some of that insight and knowledge. Uh, what what you what would you estimate is like the most important factor to turn a regular song into a big global phenomenon? What's the special sauce mm. that makes a huge hit record in your opinion, Trevor?
9: Well, a lot of people will tell you that you know in order to become a big successful single that's loved by people nationwide. <laughs> you need to have a song that really resonates with people and has like a message that they connect with. But I think it's really all about how quickly you get the chorus. If you hit the chorus, you know, if you bring that first hook in almost exactly like 45 seconds into the song or so almost guarantees you're going to be a big smash. Now is, Forty-
0: it, five. is it 45 seconds? So you got your, are what you're saying there is, you know, use that intro, use that first verse to build some tension, come in with that hook 45 seconds in.
9: And then 45? you got to get to it that quick. You got to let people know what they're in for. Right, they're way in, in line. Too a- long am I
8: in to Crazy Town? Forty-five seconds to your chorus. Yeah. Are you? Are, what? You get
9: a little what? bit of an intro, and then you get the first verse, and then you bam, hit them with that chorus. Forty-five seconds in, it works perfect every time. I've never seen it fail.
8: Listen, buddy, I I, I I've read a book on this right literature right. I, I don't read a lot of things, but I read a book once, and it said got to have your chorus 30 seconds in. All no, major no, pop see songs. some people
9: will tell you that that's blowing your load too early. You got to oh. you need that extra 15 seconds just Oh on. man,
8: I don't know.
9: You build suspense as long as you can. Any a second longer you're building too much suspense and people are going to mm. be
0: What if we try to like take an average here and say that you should in fact start your chorus, you know, 38 seconds in.
9: I like I, it. Too early. What am I? What have I been, am I? Am I talking to a wall? 45
0: seconds? <laughs> All right, I got a question for you, Maxton. You're you're a musician yourself. You you release music as Infinite Freefall. I actually played a song of yours on the show last week. As a matter of fact. Uh, hey, thank you so much. It was great. It was in the mashup block. It was really bumping. People were having a good time. I, I was I wondering, have, you haven't looked into the lives of so many one-hit wonders and seeing the impact that, that that experience had on those lives. Is that a life you would ever want for yourself as an artist? Like, if those were the only two options, would you rather have one hit or no hits?
8: Definitely would rather have one hit. I mean, it's all you need. That, that's, you know... Look look at some of the people that we've covered. It's all they needed. Sometimes, you know, they could have used a little more. And maybe I could, you know... I I, I like to think that secretly I'm already living the life of a one-hit wonder, but that's a whole other can of worms for another day. But, yeah, I would rather have one hit than no hit. Because, you know, one hit... Uh, is enough hits to get you a Grammy? I really want a Grammy.
9: I really wish I had a Grammy, man.
0: You know, it's like a gramophone, and it's gold. You put it up on the mantle, good conversation piece. Is there
9: any way you could use your time travel powers to get us a Grammy or anything? Dude, don't be sick.
0: I, I, I'm I'm retired. I don't have access to any of the machinery or the technology that would oh, let of me course. do that. I of could course. put you. I, I have a friend who has more like time travel powers. By the name of Doctor Who, I could potentially put you in touch with him if you'd if you want me to like stick around after the break, I can give you his details.
9: I'm not a big fan of British humor.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean it is a little it's a little dry, isn't it? Hey, I, I wanted to know what, what's y'all's what's you favorite song that you've done so far on the uh on the show and also What's y'all's least favorite song you've done so far on the show? You think you've done like fifteen episodes, so what's been the cream of the crop in y'all's opinion, and what's been
8: the the bottom of the barrel? We talking uh, episode quality or song quality?
9: Song,
0: song quality, song only. quality. Are I we mean, talking? My answers
9: might be might have to be two very recent examples because I really can't say I was much of a fan of the epi- of the song we talked about on your episode, Duff, in the year twenty. Twenty five, twenty
8: five. You did but, on the episode say that you possibly had the honor of being here for the worst one-hit wonder. My favorite, though, might be
9: "Fog Hiddle by Harvey Danger, which we covered on the Ice. episode previously. Oh, yeah. Not
0: sick, not well, so hot in hell. Very, very uh, punchy, memorable
9: late 90s kind of verging
0: on pop-punk, post- grunge thing.
9: Very good song. I do like Raging Against the Machine, and I do want to publish zines.
0: That's, it's,
9: it's so clever. It's such a clever lyric. What about you, Maxton?
8: Favorite and least favorite. Am I going to sit here and tell you that I hate Who Let the Dogs Out? No. I also hate In the Year 2525. It's not a good listen, uh, but it makes for a great episode. Uh, now, for my favorite, that's a little harder. Uh I usually fall down on the side of loving all, a lot of these songs, and so it's like, which song has the uh, you know the biggest, deepest kind of impact on me? And I'd have to say that would probably actually be "Feel Good Inc." by Gorillaz. Um, that, that's an awesome episode too. We got Trevor and uh, Trevor's other podcast co-host Dylan from Howl of the Monkeys. I got. I'm a.
0: I'm a Trevor fan. I'm a Trevor fan. I'm, I've only kind of dipped my toes. Real Trev head. I'm a real Trev head. I've only kind of dipped <laughs> my toes into the gorillas' water so far, and, and so I have not gone, gotten into how You monkeys just yet. Your gorillas podcast, Trevor, but I, I, it's on the list. I intend to eventually. It's kind of a dense listen. I subscribe <laughs> just to kind of like. Check and see what the episodes. There's a lot of those episodes. All right, folks. I got a. I got a another call on the line. Would you two fellers mind if I took this? I just. I, I try to keep them open. Try to keep people coming in if they want to.
8: Oh, I love it. Yeah, let's do it. That's cool. That's
9: just gonna be another. World. Is this gonna be another time traveler?
8: I, I have <laughs> no idea. I don't have caller
0: ID. Caller, you are on the line with uh, with Duff Dixon and also the fellas and company and and the fellas from One Hit Wonders of the World. Who am I talking to? Duff. Yeah, this is this is Duff. Who am I talking to?
10: Nina, from German Band. Nina, I sing the song "99 Red Balloons." wow
1: ha, ha, no Oh,
0: way. Nina. <laughs> yes, Nina. From the band
10: Nina. Nina from Nina.
0: Yeah, it's Nina from Nina from "99 Red Balloons" fame. I, well, welcome to play it by Year. Wow, so cool. You know this one. Yeah, I know the song. I love the song. Big fan of the song. Uh and 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 I got to say it's kind of, it's crazy that you're calling in right now because you well I mean I'm here with the boys from One Hit Wonders of the World and then here you are Nina from Nina 99 Red Balloons Nina it's it's a These pleasure boys, to have you on. What
10: what is the what is the podcast?
0: Yeah, it's called One Hit Wonders of the World. <laughs> what? <laughs>
10: no, no th- mistake mistake. I beg you take me off your list. I am not a one-hit wonder.
0: Oh, Nina, you, I, I wasn't aware of another hit of yours. I know they have very particular...
10: I have two big hit songs. What's,
0: What's the, the other one? one? Oh, okay, so I know one of them. I know 99 Red Balloons. What's the other one?
10: No, I'm Luftballoons.
9: <laughs> okay, I see, I see the argument. I think
8: she's got a point there. I
9: I think what she's saying, I I believe that is the title of the
0: German language version, uh, uh, the original version of 99 Red Balloons. I don't know if personally I consider that to be its own distinct
8: second hit, Nina. Here, Nina, here's the great news. Every 10th episode of the show, we do a two-hit wonder. So you can still come on the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, maybe,
0: Nina, if you think you're a two-hit wonder, then maybe maybe you still qualify. That'd be pretty cool. What? what? Uh, help! Help! What? It's
1: coming! It's coming! It's in my house! It's what? in my house! Help! It's coming
8: for me now! It's coming for me now! Wait, call nine one one. Wait, what's nine one one in German? Nina,
0: please, uh, stay calm. Stay calm. What's going on? What can, What can we do to help you, Nina? It's, it's It's a missile! It's a missile coming right for me! It's a what? A missile coming
10: right for me! It's
1: going through the mi- me There's a up.
0: missile! Wait, I'm how would a it. How would a missile get into your house, Nina, without you know hitting something on the way in and, and exploding? I mean, w- did it just come through the front door? Oh,
10: oh, ha! Huh it's just a balloon. It's just a balloon.
0: Oh, I make okay. that mistake all the time. <laughs> so this, this is i I'm assuming this is something that you get mixed up often as well. Balloons
9: and missiles.
10: Uh, uh, almost, almost every day. Almost every day. <laughs> it's how I came up with the title, 99 Balloons.
9: This is why Nina specifically does not perform at children's birthday parties. Can I just like maybe get a little clarification on
0: it? You said that this happens, Nina, every day. You say that every day. <laughs> so you just have balloons in your home, just three sixty-five, pretty much, or?
10: uh y- yes. I, I I no longer have much money, and I oh. uh, now need the balloons for business to make ends meet.
0: Oh, so you're like selling
8: these? I, I think that qualifies as what went wrong.
0: I, yeah, I mean, sound like they'll they'll probably get into <laughs> all this on the on the episode they do about Nina, but I mean Everybody
9: everybody knows that Nina after their big hit they transitioned out of being a German pop band and went into balloon animal artistry, right?
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Are you like do are you doing like clowning or It's more it's more
10: popular uh, as a fetish. It's oh, intimate. oh! You're, yes. So
0: you're making, you're using these balloons for like fetish content or something? I've I've heard about this. I, uh, but I've, I
10: Different things for different people, different fetish for different people, but uh, lots of content on my OnlyFans.
0: It sounds like you, you you're an industrial young lady or, or maybe young is not i don 't want to that seems mean i'm not going to get into your age here on the on the I, show i'm not young i'm not old sure you're right right <laughs> down the middle Dina it sounds like the, it sounds like you, you you've successfully pivoted into a into a new act of your life uh where you, you said you had an OnlyFans, and I, i'm assuming that like <laughs> Anybody who's looking for Nina on OnlyFans probably is looking for some balloon content. That makes sense to me. Where can they where can they find you on, on OnlyFans?
10: Please look at my OnlyFans uh onlyfans.com backslash 99 thick balloons.
8: It is
0: T H
10: I C C two C
0: Oh thick is <laughs> in like thick th-
8: thick like thick balloons. It's k- this- thick yeah. Is the subscription price uh, $9.99 a month or $99.99?
9: Oh, a month?
0: that's a good question. D-
10: different price, different content.
9: <laughs> sure. Wow! Oh, <laughs> tears, tears. Do you have any ASMR videos where you where you just rub the balloons together and make that squeaky sound?
8: By okay. not one-hit wonder, <laughs> not me. Oh We established this. <laughs> You're two-hit wonder. We know, we know. We know. Sounds like
9: you got a very pay a
0: very popular OnlyFans page. I
8: mean,
10: by wonder. On OnlyFans,
0: you see, you see two C's. Oh yes, two hits, two C's and thick. That's how that's how you remember. Well, thick. 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 Well, Nina, I, call back anytime. I'm a big fan of your music. It's so nice to hear what you've been up to, boys. Also, thank you for coming on One Hit Wonders of the World. Uh, I'm actually I, to really celebrate y'all being here. I'm, I'm finishing the show out today with a One Hit Wonders block. Duff, you just thanked us for coming on One Hit Wonders of the World. Did I? Oh uh, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just—I'm trying to say too many show names <laughs> at once, and so I got them all. There's a lot of stuff going on. Hey, listen, thanks for having me on One Hit Wonders of the World. Thanks for coming on Play It By Year with me, Duff Dixon. No problem. And and Trevor, uh, I I'll I'll try to get into the Gorillas thing. I'll try. I played a Gorilla song on here
9: once. I did it. Give it, give it a shot. You know, I'm not sure if this other person on the line is actually Nina. I'm starting to have my doubts. Help,
1: help It's in my house.
0: Oh no, it sounds like she's going through it again, man. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on, boys. Go listen to One Hit Wonders of the World. Uh, what's the link, Max? And how do I get to the the website?
8: Oh, dude, this is great. This is brand new. It's shiny. Oh wow. Dot link. Just go there. Oh wow. Dot O h w o w. O-H-W-O-W dot link. All one thing. Or, uh, one hit com. if you're not into the whole brevity thing.
0: Boys, thank you so much, Nina. I hope that you uh, you figure out this whole balloon and missile situation. It sounds like it's really uh, disrupting your life, but uh, we're big fans of your music, big fan of your podcast, boys. Folks, we're going to keep it going. As I just said, one-hit-wonder block, I, I've actually looked into it. In my opinion, in Duff Dixon's opinion, 1982, the best year ever. For one-hit wonders, and here's here's how serious I am about that. Here's a one-hit wonder from 1982: "I Ran by by Flock of Seagulls." Perhaps synonymous of, with the one-hit wonder "Flock of Seagulls." Not in this block. Didn't have room. Too many great iconic one-hit wonders to get into this block. So stick around for the one-hit wonders block 1982 night. Play it by year with me, Duff Dixon.
4: Outright, I see, we can dance if we want to We can leave your friends behind Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance, well they're no friends of mine I see, we can dance, we can dance Everything's out of control We can dance, we can dance Doing it from pole to pole We can dance, we can dance Everybody look at your hands We can dance, we can dance Everybody's taking the chance well, it's safe to dance. Yes, it's safe to dance. Well, it's safe to dance. Well, it's safe to dance. Yes, đi- oh. it's, it's, it's safe to dance. It's dance. it's safe to dance.
0: Play you a bunch of stuff you've already heard, but sometimes, as as James Murphy once opined, "Shut up and play the hits." You just heard "It's Raining Men" by the Weather Girls. Before that, "I Want Candy" by Bow Wow Wow, and "The Safety Dance" by Men Without Hats. And we began that block with "Come On, Eileen" by Dexy's Midnight Runners. Fun show tonight. Lot, got a lot done. I feel like uh, I thought as typical we might end off tonight with one last call i do have a caller on the line so let's just check in who it might be caller you're on with duck dixon who am i talking to uh, hey
7: there duff It's me richard
0: oh richard good to hear your voice buddy i, I wasn't sure if we we're gonna hear from you today I'm i'm glad you got one in here last second
7: yeah it's always always good to try to make the make the weekly show
0: well you're you always have a home here you always have a, a, a slot as far as I'm concerned my friend uh, what's on your mind today you want to make your guest or what's going on
7: I do have a follow-up from last week uh, you suggested oh, by might... the
0: way can I can I just cut in I've been I've been pinned I've been glued to your blog Richard I, I can't get enough of it at Richard truth dot com i recommend the listeners go there now richardtruth.com that is one heck of a website i i'm an addict buddy i refresh it five times a day
7: uh, thank you i'm glad to know that i have uh you know at least one truth you know warrior out there trying to fight the good fight
0: i do my best when it comes to pursuing the truth on your behalf richard you said you got an update from last week what you talking about
7: well i do uh you you suggested that if uh if I if I thought I was so good at managing and editing a podcast and I thought you weren't the, I should give my own go at things. Yeah, I I did say that maybe
0: a little bit passive aggressively, but what are you saying? Did you did you get something going?
7: Well you know what, Duff, I did I did take my stab at uh at making a podcast. Um I thought, you know, just do what you do what you know and Follow your interests.
0: Okay, so what what'd you what you make? Is this like a Richard State of the Union? You know, you talking about current events and whatnot?
7: Well, what I did was I took the uh, the first ten episodes of your show, and I just cut out everything I thought was useless and put together you know a very very brief version uh, in a in a recap format. So as uh, people like me. Who, who only want to you know cut right to the quick of things? It only takes about an hour now to listen to the first whole bunch of it.
0: Okay, so the, <laughs> so you're, you're saying you started a what? You, what happened is you took my podcast and you did some editing. It sounds like all right. Uh, <laughs>
7: yeah, I made it. I made it much better.
0: Okay, you
7: call it like a director cut. Of sorts
0: and is it just like one long are you on this show, or is it just a montage of my show? What is this
7: uh I do introduce the parts uh the the you know assorted clips just to give the the barest hint of context necessary to follow along with what's going on i you might have reached
0: out to me ahead of time, Richard, and just double checked
7: that i'm okay
0: I'm okay with this i don't. I'm not against this as a concept, but generally, if you're just going to take somebody else's stuff and then put it up under your own name, you see what I'm getting that kind of, it's kind of, I don't, oh, don't know. Don't worry. I didn't put it on my own
7: blog. I put it on, on the site for your show under Richard's recaps.
0: Oh, okay. P I B Y. Info. Richard's recaps. Yeah. Okay. Hang on a second. Oh I see it's also coming up I see on Spotify. I see that you also put it up on Spot did you put it up on iTunes also?
7: Yeah, Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I just uh, yeah, I want to make sure it's everywhere. Okay. Anytime people look for play It by here I wanted to give them the opportunity to have the short version. Okay, well if you're if you're like Richard and you think like that my show's a little uh
0: <laughs> a little ropey, a little like carrying a little too much weight, then I certainly encourage you to go listen to download play it by year Richards recap on Spotify and iTunes and PIBY.info. dot info. Congratulations, Richard, on on, <laughs> on launching your
7: own show. Do you hear the quotes with my fingers? I don't hear the quotes. I know you mean it earnestly that we are now equals, Duff, in the world of product and media uh, creation. I guess we're both broadcasters,
0: technically, aren't we? All right. Well, what else you want to you want to hit me with a guess? What's going on, Richard?
7: Well, actually, Duff, I thought I'd uh, offer my services in a different way. Uh couple, as two callers ago, I heard you and uh, and this Colleen Claxton are uh, on the search for. Some guy I have in my notes here of, uh, Howard Spalding.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, uh, we're, we're looking for this guy, Howard Spalding. Apparently a pretty unsavory character, but yeah, he's like off the, off the charts or something. We're trying to track him down.
7: Oh, you are in luck, Duff. There is almost no one better in the world at finding people who don't want to be found than yours truly, Richard.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm not. I'm not. Ca- I'm not casting any doubt on your abilities, buddy. But I remember you are. I'm CIA.
7: I promise you, I am. I'm a hundred times the tracker that you are. Henry Morton Stanley is a close personal hero of mine.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So look. I uh I appreciate you reaching out. I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't. I'm not asking you to do anything here. I think me and Colleen probably got this this one under the belt, buddy. No,
7: no asking necessary, Duff. I understand that you can't like officially sanction me to go off on my own mission and take down some international cartel hiding this guy that you want to find. So yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, Duff. I'm going to head off and I'll find them for you. Don't you worry. Couldn't hear
0: hear those air quotes earlier, but but apparently you can hear some winking and nudging that I'm not exactly sure I'm sending your way, Richard, whatever you need to do to be happy and to, Oh, okay. Well, he's gone. Uh, I guess, I guess Richard is going to go look for Howard Spaulding. We got a little bit of time here. You want to take one more? Let's take one more call. What's the harm? Kyler, you're on with Duck Dixon. Who am I talking to?
5: Colleen Claxton. Hey again, Colleen. You got an update already about that that fella we're looking for? A cold trail, I'm afraid. Public records will be no help. Howard Spalding appears to have gone off the grid in the 1960s and never come back. Hey,
0: couple spies like us, we love a challenge. Ain't
5: that right? There's a remote possibility I may be able to track down a living relative.
0: <laughs> yeah, you think like Jeffrey Dahmer dude is on ancestry.com or something?
5: Well, I, I wasn't going to mention this because it didn't seem particularly relevant, but coincidentally, I am related to Mr. Spalding. Wh- what what?
0: <laughs> you like a you're like the great grandniece or something of a of a whack job people eater that's a trip
5: you're not too far off howard was um how shall i put this a fetus who lived inside of my body and then um, he grew in there for a while and then i pushed him out and that's how we related you're a mama i'm not fond of labels of an eighty-year-old cannibal, probably close to eighty-five, I imagine. Uh, what? What? Oh, don't act so surprised, Duff. I was on the clock. It was drawing my shift. Just another mission from the supercomputer. Warp to nineteen thirty something. Seduce so and so. Deliver a child, and move on to the next assignment.
0: Dang! You had a baby and then ditched it. That is ice cold, Colleen Claxton.
5: Don't be sanctimonious, Duff. We've both done our fair share of unsavory things. It was our duty. And trust me, Mr. Spaulding wouldn't have been any better off having me as a mother. I'm uh, not so convinced on
0: that point, seeing as he grew up to be a cannibal. Well? All right, then. Let's try and uh, tr- track down your long-lost, elderly, human, flesh-eating son. Dang, okay, well this is like full-on Jerry Springer stuff now. My 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 estranged son is a cannibal. Uh I guess I guess we'll be looking into that, uh, and we'll be back again next week. Thank you for so much for sticking around. I had a blast tonight. What a, what a, what a fun time it was hanging out with y'all. This so ends nineteen eighty two night. Uh, next week we're going to be doing uh, nineteen seventy two, going back ten years. I got some stuff I'm real excited to play for for y'all. Uh, next week. I hope y'all will join me. And until then, this is going to be one of the big five to take us out tonight. Prince Rogers, Prince, the the mononym, mononymus, mononymus version of his name. There's also the little symbol. I don't think he even say anything if you're referring to him by the little symbol. But anyway, this is before all that. He had a record come out this year uh, called 1999. That was a big record, y'all. I'm not going to play that cut off it, though. There's one that I've been listening to so much lately. I don't know why it's just kind of gotten under my skin. But, I, uh, but boy, I just can't get enough of it. So here to take us out. Thanks for sticking around, 1982 Night. This is Prance with Let's Pretend We're Married. Go through it!